Hi, I'm Jake Parker, and this is my podcast, Beyond Fit. My goal is to help you live a happier and healthier life by providing actionable knowledge and advice about a wide range of health and fitness topics. You can find me most active on Instagram at jakeparker.fit if you want to connect or just see what I'm up to. Hello, everybody. This is Jake. Welcome back to the Beyond Fit podcast on a Saturday. Today's episode is titled The Hedonic Value of Food. So if you're unfamiliar with that word hedonic, essentially it just refers to the feeling or state of pleasure. And I don't think that we talk about this concept enough when it comes to food. I can definitely be a victim of this where you might fall into that food is fuel mentality or feeling like it doesn't matter, you know, what it tastes like. It's just that I want to perform better. I want to hit my macros. I want to eat healthy, whatever it may be. We forget that food also is pleasure and it's lifestyle and it's a way that we spend time around friends and family. And it's a way of social gathering in a lot of instances. And so I'll talk about myself first. I like to go back and mention, so if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I struggled for a lot of years with being able to find my groove in fitness, being able to understand how to eat healthy and make these sort of things sustainable and be consistent with them. And where I find a lot of value is number one in just a flexible dieting sort of mindset where you it's okay to eat things that you really enjoy sometimes, such as for me, I love to eat donuts every once in a while. Ice cream is a big one. Pizza. I mean, it's like, of course, who doesn't love those three things? But I think that we often get caught up in these challenges like 30 days, no sweets or no carbs, or we do something where it's like a transformation period. And what's not addressed enough is do any, does anyone keep the weight that they lose off. That's often where people fall short. And so for a personal example, for me, I used to feel like it had to be hard in every respect. I had to grind. It had to be hard as far as just working out. Every workout had to be brutal. And all the meals that I ate had to be super healthy and clean. You know, I'm using quotes here. Um, And that I, I couldn't have spice or my food couldn't be tasty or delicious. And now I'm very much the opposite. I love making healthy, but also delicious meals. And a way that I do that is I love to spice things up. I'll popularly use paprika is a good spice, cumin. Those are a couple that I use a lot. I like garlic or garlic powder, onion powder. I enjoy herbs like oregano, thyme. And so the point here is that you can really try to make your food taste good and should want to make your food taste good so that healthy eating becomes more sustainable. I can remember times where I would just eat stuff that was completely disgusting to me. Like I'd eat a bare chicken breast with some almonds and some vegetables with no spices or anything. And maybe I'd eat like tilapia and again, just a vegetable, something simple like that. And I never it never occurred to me that you could eat healthy and have your food taste delicious at the same time. But that's definitely my reality. Now, um, a good rule of thumb is to try to figure out ways where 
you can and can't compromise. So maybe a good way to reduce a lot of calories is to use a leaner cut of meat, like 85-10 beef or something like that, as opposed to a 75-25 or 80-20% lean cut of beef. And this is an example of somewhere where you can save a lot of calories without sacrificing much. And in addition, you can always think of, do I want a higher calorie or more moderate calorie side, whether that be maybe a potato fried up. Okay, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. And you can put an emphasis on uh, that being a whole natural food that you're consuming. But what might be a smarter choice is just having like some sort of a vegetable medley that's fried up to decrease your calories that way and be more sustainable about it. Um, but the hedonic value of food, really the big point I wanted to hit here is that it should be okay to enjoy and take pleasure in eating a meal out with friends or family. Because like I said, food is such a big part of social gatherings of who we are. Like I know myself personally this weekend, I'm going to have a grill out and I'm going to drink a few beers and I'm going to feel fine about it because I know that what I do the majority of the time is what is impactful and not what I do every once in a while here and there. If I did this every day of the week, it might start to become a problem because I know how to manage calories and I know that I follow more of a 80-20, 90-10 principle in eating where about 80 to 90% of the food I have is from whole nutrient-dense sources. So going back to that podcast I put out about food, five, five, 15 foods I eat every week. There's a lot of meats in there, some complex carbs, some vegetables and fruits. And doing that most of the time and also eating what I enjoy out of those categories will make it okay and not highly impactful for me to eat desserts and eat, you know, the occasional burger and fries and things of that nature. And even more than just giving yourself individual pleasure from food, you want to be able to eat what people are eating when you go and have a family meal back with your parents or you have like, you know, a holiday meal. God forbid you try to be healthy on Thanksgiving. I think we all pretty much give it up on that day. But around the holidays, if you're going to a party, you want to be able to indulge in the food that someone is serving you or that everyone around you is eating because it sucks to not do that because you are restricting yourself in some way. So just remember that we're just people and we are driven by pleasure sometimes. And it's okay to indulge in that so long as what you do with a majority of the time is in line with your goals and your values of being a healthy person. And one other thing I wanted to add is something I think about a lot is just the fact that one day is not going to ruin anything probably. Now I have talked about the fact that I'm not a fan of cheat days because I think that week after week of eating way too many calories can add up. And for example, if someone's trying to cut down calorie wise, having one day of the week, whether it be like Saturday or Sunday, where you have a quote unquote cheat day and really let it all out, that can be highly impactful. But every once in a while, if you fall off the wagon, what I wanted to say here was that you should know it takes 3,500 calories to put on a pound of fat. And that's calories over your maintenance calories. So say you go out and have a couple really big meals and you go through your day and you would have to eat around 5,000 calories to put on one pound of fat, which is probably not even a noticeable amount of fat to begin with. But I think we have this vision of, oh, these foods make me fat or I'm going to get fat after this meal. Well, in reality, it's really hard to go 3,500 calories over your maintenance for the day because you have to factor in as well 
that your body burns about 1500 to 2000 calories, just keeping you alive, just keeping you up and going. So again, that's where I got that 5000 number. That's about 3500 calories over the average metabolism. So that's the only way you're going to be able to put on a pound of fat. So don't think that just having this one huge day is going to be pounds and pounds of fat. And remember that you're only human and be nice to yourself. Give yourself the value and the pleasure and the hedonic value of food when you deserve it with friends and family or whatever the circumstance may be. Hey guys, it's Jake again. I'd like to ask you if you enjoy the podcast to take a quick second and subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps me out. And in addition, it'd be great if you would screenshot and share to your story. I'd love to reshare and have a conversation about what you thought about the podcast.